This podcast is brought to you by Continuum, proud sponsors of Wessex Wanderers. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Wessex Wanderers podcast. I am your host for this week, Mark Cooper, and as you probably already know, I am the reserve team manager. For this episode, I'm delighted to welcome my special guests, two fat rugby players, Trutty and Ron. Oh, Hello. Brilliant intro, that. Brilliant intro, you first. Like you've practiced. Thanks. Yeah, I, I might have done. I might have written that down <laughs> a couple of times. You both all right? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad, mate. Yeah. I think we got through my technical issues. I'm all good. <laughs> well, you sound like you're coming to us from the 50s rather than the 30s. So that's all good. Um, so, for those of you who are not on our socials, um, Trotty and Ron have come back to the club. Um, they came back at the end of last year to take over the first team after first team managers Tom Trimble and Matt McCarthy took up other roles at the club. Um, so without further ado, we'll crack on with the podcast and the questions. So, um, Trotty, how does it feel to be back? Yeah, a, a mixture. So mainly happy and excited and re-energised and, and up for the challenge, but most importantly, like normal. It just feels normal to be back home, you know? Do you agree, Ron? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think it's, it, it's, a, it's an unusual kind of feeling because it, it was so sort of unexpected. If you'd have asked me two weeks ago, you know, it, did I think, or three weeks ago, did I think we'd be back here? It would, it would be a resounding no, but... Um, not because I didn't want to, but because I just didn't see it happening. So yeah, it's, it's yeah, I agree. It's overall sort of happy, very happy. Um, but yeah, it, it literally just seems, just yeah, just not. It just seems like it's like kind of meant to be. It was it was a seamless transition for me. I almost think I've almost forgotten that I've been away. We've been away. Don't know about you, Ron. I certainly ain't forgotten it, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, it, it is. It, I, I, I think because there's obviously so many people at the club, player-wise, that was there before. Um, and because I think of the dynamic we've taken up, i.e., you know, Matt's part of the first team management squad still, uh, sort of management team still. Um, and obviously with Hooper and Lewis being the Resi's managers, it's, you know, it's, it is literally like we're all mates, you know, especially Cooper and, and, and Lewis, it's, there's no difficulty there because it's just, we, we, through, through the entire time, we haven't stopped talking and communicating anyway. So it's just kind of a seamless, seamless takeoff from that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Just, that, that was, it, I it, think that was it, a big, sorry, Trash, go on. No, I'd finished. Yeah. I was just saying it, it just fits. It feels normal. Mm. That, that, that's a big thing. What Ron said, you know, we all did continue, um, you know, talking after you, after you went to, to Nick Wands, um, the the conversations about the games, the players, training, pre-season, all of that sort of stuff continued. So when you, when you came back, there, were, there weren't too many sort of surprises, were there? No, not really. I mean, I was always in contact with, with people at Wessex, you know, with it being my club for many years, I was always, you know, keeping in, keeping in the loop with things and asking how, how everyone's getting on, what the new players look like. So, and to be honest, it's, it's predominantly the same the same group of lads as as what we what we departed with. 
back in the summer with was a few just you know a handful of good additions. No, I yeah, agree. It's, it's been um... go on, go on, Ibra, you go. Well, I was no, just no, just going to add. I think the the I I think what also has made it it good in terms of um, you know the the different players and the, the the slightly different dynamics is because we've come in sort of Tom's taken a back step from the coaching. So because we've come into the coaching as well, it's it's not really we've we've not really got time to beat around the bush with people. We've had to kind of just come in for the people that we don't know for the for for the new coaching roles and stuff we've had to just get stuck straight in. So anyone that was a bit sort of unsure, didn't know us, weren't sure about us coming back, you know, and vice versa, it, I think because we literally dove straight in, it is literally just, it's just, it's been easy. It's just been an easy couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to say from from the reserves perspective, it, um, it hasn't really felt like, a big upheaval and that's always the risk when you change a management team, you know, at any time, but, but particularly mid season, um, you know, are you, are you always, I think we always knew that you weren't going to come in and, and tear it all up and, and start afresh because there, there wasn't really any need for that. Matt and Tom didn't step back in a fashion where they were forced to, it was always um, going to be a mutual and a beneficial thing for the club. It was the roles that they've stepped into after, after, leaving the first team management roles. So yeah, from a, from a reserves perspective, as well as just being on the committee, it's been, it's felt very clean, the change and the, the transition for you boys back in. Yeah. And it, and to be honest, it's, it's something I've never done, make a change mid season. So um, like I say, you, you said, um, it, I haven't come in and done like a big upheaval. Like one of the, one of the first people I, I reached out to when it was, confirmed with Sharkey as the as the current first team captain and um it, yeah it was just I, I, I'm not a big fan of changing captains when you come in um especially because because I know 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 a bit about Sharkey and how he, how he plays and the, the level he's played at yeah I like I like the thought of his captain but I just wanted to you know touch base with him and, and say how I like a captain to be because there's different there's different um different modes of leadership in there there's you have your your ones that are all softy softy and then you've got the ones that are snarling and barking at everyone and it's about finding I, I always like a leader that leads by example gets stuck in fires the team up but also encourages Every, for me everything's got to be positive and um yeah just inspirational it's the the captain is the an extension of me and Ron and Matt on the pitch, how we want the the team to go about things. So, yeah, I had a, I had a, a good conversation with Sharky, um, and yeah, yeah, like I say, it was it was just a a seamless transition, really, coming back midway through a season. What do you reckon, Ron? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's much that needs changing. I mean, you obviously you look at the results on the pitch; they haven't been good enough. Um, but that's that's you know you always get that with you know, obviously Wessex had a lot of change at the start of the season, um, and they've had a difficult season. But you know you look off the pitch, there's there's no there's no fragmented people. They're, they're, everybody's pulling in the same direction, both player and staff wise. Um, you know and we we know the players, 
most of them. There's only a few we don't know. We know how good they are. We know how good they can be. And I think from our point of view, it's just going to be a case of getting them to pull together a bit more on the pitch. You know, we've noticed fitness has been a bit bit low, but other yeah. than putting them through their paces a bit fitness-wise, and, you know, there, there will be some differences in the way that we play. Um, you know, Tom and Matt will have had their way of playing. Me and Trucci have our own way of playing. So, you know, with a combination of us two plus Matt, there, there are going to be changes. Don't think it will be massive at all. I don't think it will be... I don't necessarily think you would notice a lot of it, but in terms of you know what we've needed to do, I think we're we're well on our way to 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 doing what we need in terms of fitness and putting the players together. Everything else, I think, will just come naturally. Yeah, and I think it's it's also looking at the league table. It'd be quite easy to think that we're we're worrying and panicking. I, I I'm not one. I'm not really used to relegation battles. It's, it's, a, it's a new challenge for me. But to be honest, looking at it, for me, it's a false position. The, the amount of injuries that, that the club have had, which are now, you know, on, on the recovery, the road to recovery, um, you know, the the amount of games played, um, I think it's one of the lowest in the league. Yeah, I'm certainly not panicking. I, I, no, it'd not. be it'd be easy to come in and look at the look at the league table and think, oh, God, we got our work cut out for us here. But I'm I'm really far from panicking. I, I know the quality of the of the boys, and also the the team spirit of the boys as well, which is massive. And 100%, yeah, 100%. I, yeah, I, I I I just think yeah, we'll be fine. We're obviously not going to win the league this season, but yeah, we'll we'll be fine. It's about just we'll start off of course. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get in the top half of the table. But I mean, look Typical at the United fan. <laughs> I mean, look at, look at no, the job Robert Tom. <laughs> look at the job Tom and Matt did last season. You know, the first half of the season was a bit of a write-off. It, it was looking like a nothing season, and they went on a run and ended up clinching promotion up into this league. So, full credit to them and and you know and the boys that did it and turned it turned it around in the second half of last season. But yeah, I'm 100%. yeah, I'm um. Yeah, I'm not too worried at the moment. Sure, we'll be fine. No, that's that's great. I mean, talking about current and future, let's let's go back a little bit and and talk about your your Nicholas Wanderers stint. Trutch seems to have forgotten it. Um, Ron hasn't. So <laughs> Ron, <laughs> talk to us. You know, we 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 um we had a preseason game, a couple of preseason games, Wessex versus uh, Nicholas Wanderers. And you know it's always it's a fantastic setup down there. But that was we were down there for a couple of hours over a couple of days when we had these preseason games. Um, so talk to us about how, how you boys had it down at once. Um, I, I think it's it's a difficult one because don't get me wrong, it's it's a it's a fantastic club. There's some the facilities down there are second to none. Um, I think you look at other than the pitch being a bit a bit dodgy in places, it's it's still a decent pitch. But you look off the pitch, at the you know the changing rooms, the bar, the facilities. You, you know you could go the division above, division above again, and and there's it's it's still not as good as they've got it down there. So what they're doing down there, what they're building down there, is is a fantastic club. Um, and we were lucky enough to be given an opportunity. Now, you know, you go six months down the line. It hadn't worked out, and you know I'm I'm not going to sit here and 
bad about the club or, or people like it. it. It just wasn't meant to be. It, funnily enough, last we were at work last night and a couple of the Nick Wands lads showed up and I was chatting to a few of them and it, there's there's no hard feelings. Just there's no hard feelings. It, it, it we weren't quite the right fit for them. They weren't quite the right fit for us. The, you know, there are things going on behind the scene that just made it difficult for what we needed to do, what we wanted to do. Um, I think all in all, football-wise, we were doing quite well. Could have been better. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was. Would I given the opportunity again? You know, take take us back six months. Even knowing how it ended up, would I do it? Yeah, 100%. Because I think, I, and I'm sure Trachi will agree with me, there's so much we learn about the game itself, about us, about our styles, coaching. Um, you know, we've got a few contacts. So it certainly, it, was, it wasn't the best experience, but it, it was good. It was, I, I give it a sort of an, a seven and a half out of 10 in terms of how, how it went, what we learned in, and the experience as a whole. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that, Ron. It, it's, it was just a, a chapter, another chapter of our, our footballing life, really. We, um, you know, we went there, we had we had a chat, got offered the job. Um, I've got to say that the, the chairman and vice chairman, fantastic blokes, really, mm. um, really yeah, passionate yeah, about and, and, do, you know, do so much behind the scenes. They, and they were, they were, they were brilliant. They were so supportive of us all the all the way through. Um, it, it it was it was a funny old club. It, it was rooted with um, you know lots of negativity, lots of clicks, and you know we, we we were we were being sort of slagged off and played down from you know before anyone met us by you know a lot of groups and hence the two fat rugby players intro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and ultimately. Ultimately, it, it just wasn't the right fit, you know. It, it, I don't don't get me wrong. I we we could have turned it around, but I I really think it was a two year job to, you know, when you're looking at changing the whole culture and vibe of an environment and getting a togetherness. I mean, that's what that's what we got to realize how lucky we are at Wessex that it is just one big family. There are no cliques. Um, everyone trains together. Everyone drinks together mixes tables in the bar after it's it it's just all all together and, and you can't you can't click your fingers and do that over a couple of months um yeah. but yeah ultimately wish them all the best um there was no wessex games um the first week back after christmas so i, I went across and and watched watched the lads and, and and they got a win which was good to see our um our captain beezer ross beezer he's taking it on to the end of the season and he, he's a, he's a good lad he knows this football. Um, yeah, it, it didn't work out. We um, we decided to end the working relationship, but ultimately, wish wish them all the best. Yeah, I think when when Ron sort of gives it a seven and a half out of ten and and says it wasn't the greatest of experiences, I think we've probably all been in in situations before where sometimes you take negative experiences and you spin it round and you turn it into a positive for yourself and you, you take it as a, as a learning point. Um, we kind of covered a little bit of like the next question, really, in, in your response, especially what Trushy was talking about. You know, how, how does Wessex, because I've only ever really been a one-club man, played for Wessex, started when I was 21, um, stopped playing when I was 28, 
uh, and then came back into sort of management roles. But I've only ever done proper men's football within within Wessex Wanderers. You boys obviously are different. I know Ron's travelled a little bit more in terms of his playing career. Or not. Um, <laughs> he's played for every for every team in Bristol at one point. Not far off. Um, not far off. <laughs> on his, and, on and his on Ron's Wikipedia page, you have to click next screen. It takes to the next page. <laughs> oh dear! Um, I did actually sit yeah. down once and try and count through them, I and I'm sure it was over twenty clubs I played for, at least. Really? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, sorry. Finish the question. No, I was just <laughs> going to say I was going to ask you how many clean sheets because you probably you probably know. Uh, not as many as I'd like. Is it is it like Pele? The number the number is disputed. Should be over a thousand, but you never know. Well, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I reckon I probably had more clean sheets than goals conceded, but. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I'm sure Ron will agree here that the, the, the clean sheets that he didn't get, am I right in thinking it was the defence's fault? Always. Yeah. Always. Well, there's, Always. There, there is, there is what, there's one, one game, and I t- I'm pretty sure I've told everybody this, there's one game in my old footballing life that I will put my hands up and say I was at fault for all four goals. Worst game of my life. Still have nightmares about it. But other than that, the other 4,828 goals I conceded <laughs> were, uh, were the defender's fault. Definitely. <laughs> but what, so, what was the how does, it was, uh, I, was just, I was about to go back. How does Wessex compare to other clubs that, that you've been involved with? I, it, like I say, I've, I've pretty much been a one-club one man. Um, I, I, you know, I bounced around a couple of teams teams in my teens and early 20s just but I was told very early on look your, your knees aren't cut out for football so I, I walked away from football for a couple of years and it was um it was uh Darren Lynn Lynn's son reached out and said oh come and have a game and from that point yeah I was just Wessex through and through but to be it, it, you know I, I'll have some good memories of Nick one you know we won the Fries Cup in in pre-season we had some good wins and we had some good performances in in games where we didn't get the win, but I, I don't think you can compare other any other club to Wessex. It's more compare Wessex to any other club, and there is no comparison. It, it's just the most family together club you'll ever know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I mean, like like we've like we've slightly alluded to. I've I've played for a number of clubs. Um, and there's there's clubs I've played for that I, I played for for longer than I played for Wessex. I, I think I only had I only had like three seasons at Wessex. I had you know two or three at Cutters, um, two or three at Cribs. I played for Clutton for about four seasons. So you know the 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 clubs that I've st- played played with for a few seasons, Wessex isn't isn't even the the biggest one. Um, and I'd say all of those clubs, every club I've ever been at, they've all had certain points that were good about them. So for me, Cutter's always had quite good facilities with the bar and stuff, um, as did Clutton. Clutton was always kind of a family-run club. So, you know, you look at all these different aspects of, of football clubs um, and you say individually they're all, they're all good in their own ways. But then you look at Wessex and... They're good in all of those aspects, if that makes sense. So, you know, I, I think for, for me, like Trotty just said, there is, there's no comparison, really. Um, 
I think Wessex is. I think the, the second, the second you get a hug from Lynn, mm-hmm. you're in. You're in. It's it's like, it's like a, it's like it's like drugs, isn't it? You take you take drugs and it chemi- chemically changes your, the the chemicals in your brain and you're hooked. Yeah, we don't. We Lynn's. I speak on behalf of all at Wessex Wanderers. We don't condone any drug use whatsoever. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yes. Take that grin off your face, Dutchie. Um, but yeah, it, 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 just, it just changes something in you. It just makes you, I don't know, it is, it's, it's, it's almost like... Ingrained. As soon as you become, yeah, as soon as you become part of Wessex, it's like when you pick your team as a kid. All, no matter what you do, no matter who you see play, no matter what's on match of the day, you're always going to support your club. And Wessex has that, for, for me, it's, it's had the same effect. Do you know what I mean? So um, it, it, you can't really compare yeah. the club to other clubs, really. Um, Nick, Nick Bond's had, had some, had, had got some fantastic aspects down there. The clubhouse, the changing rooms, the facilities, um, you know, the, the people behind the, the, some of the people behind the scenes, you know, Steve and Ash, the, the chairman and vice chairman, absolutely fantastic blokes. You look at Dave. Dave held us down there. It was an original wonder. We played in the first game in in the forties. He's still yeah. down there every Saturday having a beer. Fantastic elements to it. Um, and I think that's that's kind of where the the comparison stopped for me. Um, yeah. Other than that, I, I you know Wessex kind of through and through. Yeah, Wessex for me is it's it's not just the club you play for, the club you're affiliated to. It's it's a part of your life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think if there was, I've, I've played for numerous clubs where they haven't had a, a clubhouse and they haven't had their own pitch, and it's always been like, well, it's, it's just is what it is, isn't it? I think for Wessex, I, I would, if I was to win the lottery today, I would put as much money as I possibly could into getting Wessex a proper home. You know, I, I, I think that's the dream for the club anyway, and I don't think there's any other clubs that a, a player or a manager would would ever say that about. You know, no one would ever. Chuck yeah. money at a club just because they're a football club. I, I think Wessex. I think every single person in a club would do something like that for this club. Uh, I think that's that's what makes it special. Yeah. And you'd have to. You you. you I, I can imagine like the Lynn Hughes overflow car park. <laughs> Gold Look, surely, it'd, surely it'd be a stand trucks that we we'd name after Lynn rather than the overflow car that, park. Well, we'd have been named after us. We'd have the statue, the arm, arms open, ready for a hug statue. We'd have yeah. the Mike Callan disabled toilet. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I agree. Wessex is, you know, is, is a special club. And I know that you boys, you know, with the, the experience, uh, the experiences that you, you had both sort of before, during and after Nick Wands, it was always looking at how you could pass that back to us in terms of like sponsorship model and like how we can progress, you know, facilities and things like that. It's, it's all things that by no means, uh, I, think, I think we've cracked the social side of it with Wessex in terms of training and, and the way that we, we approach presentation nights and, you know, nights out and stuff. That's all done and dusted we know how to do that but there's still lessons to be learned in, in the foot running the football side of things so no it's it's um it's interesting that you you've given the feedback that you have because Wessex yeah Wessex is really in it's 
incomparable with other clubs because it's just so special. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So back 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 to the uh back to the job, back to this season, I suppose, is the current league position. You've you've already church, you've already said it's it's a bit of a almost like a false position in the league, but it I still goes so. without saying. It's it's a tough it's a tough place to to start back um at the club. So, you know, what do you think about the current league position that the first team find ourselves in? One point. <laughs> Yeah, like like I said, the league. yeah. It, it, when you look at it that way, it, it it's bad. But the, like, I can't I can't reassure everyone enough. Like, the, the players that we've had missing the, the first half of this season, and those that are on the like, say they're coming back. The amount of games we've played, the attitude at, at, at training, the the camaraderie between the lads. It's, it's, we're, we're going to be absolutely fine. And, and to, to reassure everyone, you know, Chelsea had the special one. Liverpool have got the normal one. Don't worry, yeah. Wessex have got the sexy one that stinks of trophies. So, yeah, we'll be fine. Oh, wow. We've, we've hit yeah. a new low. Yeah, that was <laughs> the sex- Did you just call yourself the sexy one? Yeah, absolutely. What one are you if, you, if you had to give yourself, you know, We've already, unfortunately, the sexy one's already been claimed by. by uh, you know what? I, 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 I spent all weekend trying to think up my idea, and that was that was the only one I came up with. So I'm glad he's taken it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'd say the, the don't give himself stupid nicknames one. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. That, see. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're we're, and that, and that's what makes us a good team. Good. We got good cop, bad cop, and now and now Matt's going to come in as. Calm cop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like that. That's really good. Really good analogy there, Church. Next question. What was we still what we talking about? <laughs> we were league talking about position. the league position. <laughs> we? so. oh, right, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I think for me, um, you know, like you say, we're, we're second bottom with, a, with a, only a point on the board. Um, but, you know, we've, we've only played six games. You look, you look at, I think we've played the least in the league. Everybody else around us has played eight, nine, ten games. For me, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say, and I don't believe our target should be survive the league. Because I think, I think we, we'll be doing that in the next couple of games. A Cu- couple of wins, that's all it's going to take. We'll be, we'll, we'll fly at the table. I, I think we're only, I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but when I looked, we're only two or three wins away from literally being in the top six or something stupid like that. That's how close the, the league is. So for me, the target isn't survival because I'm almost, I'm 99.99% sure we're going to survive. So I'm, I'm, that's not our target. That's, that's just me every day, Saturday. I think that my aim for the season and my target for the season is to consolidate in the league, move up the table and then, kind of put everyone on notice that next season with a with a good preseason behind us and a, you know maybe one or two recruits or, or a few changes here and there we're not going to settle for for just staying in the league again next season next season we're going to we're going to look to push on that. and yeah. I, I i i think the the only target we need to set ourselves this season is week by week play good football get good results and get up the table because i think the closer we are to the top of the table the more people are going to realize it next season we're going to be we're going to be a force. Yeah, and that's, that's, the plan. That, 
now's the time. That now's where we're we're building a platform for next season, isn't it? Yeah, if you look at that, if you look at the table and I've got it up in front of me now, you know, the, your next game is Eastern Cowboys. Is that right? Yeah, that's coming up Saturday. So they're, they're seventh in the league, played nine, 10 points. So if you win your games in hand, then, you know, you could be level with Eastern Cowboys and they're seventh in the league. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. So, so, that's always going to take a couple of results. And, you know, we go and get that first result on Saturday. That's going to make the next result easier and the next result easier. So it's all about mm-hmm. momentum. And, you know, that's that's the target is, is to build momentum, not just for this season, but for the next season and the season after that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's only one team. There's only one team in your league at the moment that you would look at and say, you know, they're going to win the league. And that's even my, they've played 10 1 10. You know, they're, they're absolutely walking that league at the moment only conceded yeah. four goals in 10 games. Um, yeah. I, everything I, I else, I think, is a level them, playing field. Yeah, apart, I think apart from them, everybody's beatable. Yeah, this standard of football, you know, you're in that league for a reason and you can beat everybody in that league. There's there's no whipping boys in... When you, when you get up to, to, to these sorts of leagues, there's no whipping boys. Everybody's beatable and all we've got to do now is make the boys believe. And I, I generally think we... We're doing that already, and I, I don't think it'll be long before we start to see a turnaround. I, I, I literally, the only thing, the only like really highlighted thing that we need to improve on is fitness, and fitness, you know we yeah. need to start on that. But you know we've we we highlighted that as the first thing when we came in, and everyone's everyone's jumped on board on board with it. Fair play, they're you know they're out doing their runs and working hard at training, so. It's, we've already almost well we haven't ticked it off the box but we're ticking it we're stopping in our pencil getting it ready yeah yeah next question Oops. so uh, to, to just oh, thanks Trash. <laughs> um, um, so yeah j- just going on from that you've you mentioned fitness you've mentioned the togetherness at the club um, is there any other sort of faults that that you've you've had that you want to point out, you want to express on the podcast since since returning to the club. I, I well, I I just like to offer a massive thank you to everybody, just players, all the staff. Um, it like like we alluded to earlier, it's just been so easy, and that's been because everybody's bought straight back in. Um, you know, you you could kind of be forgiven to think that there would be people that might turn around and go. Well, why are they back? You know, they've only been gone two minutes. Why have they come back? I'm not really bought into it. Um, but everybody has. Like Trashy said, you know, we've identified training. Uh, fitness is an issue. So everybody's been at training, absolutely smashing it. And, you know, that that's only because they've they bought, bought back in and made it easy and kind of let us crack on with it, really. So, uh, yeah, massive, massive thank you to all the players. For that and that, yeah, and all the staff as well. Yeah, for for me, it's just for me personally, it's just exciting times. I'm, you know, I've already in the last couple of weeks, I've fallen back in love with football. I'm really excited to continue working with Ron as one of my assistants, but also work with Matt as well as my other assistant. I was over the moon when he when he said he was keen to also be my assistant when I asked him I think the three of us just complement each other really well um, you know me and Rob 
on a work, work closely together for quite some years now. We know each other inside out. And um, Matt, it's just for me. There's, it's just an easy addition to our our backroom team, you know, because we both think the world of Matt. We've always got along really well on and off the pitch. We know what he brings. He also brings that calmness. Uh, excited to work with a few of the new players. Ron, you haven't met Caden yet, have you, the young keeper? No, I haven't, I haven't had the pleasure yet. He's been away with Union here or something, or away with his family. Yeah. I, I I think I think Ron's gonna Ron's gonna fall in love with Caden when he's when he sees him. Mm. He's gonna he's gonna see him as like this project. Cause it don't get me wrong, he's a really good keeper now, but I think much like when we had Ben McCarthy, like you, so, oh, sometimes, part, some yeah, <laughs> so sometimes you can see a good a good especially when they're young, you can it's so promising when you see a good young keeper. Not and then young. When, yeah, but then when you know the, the possibilities are endless when when you know that they're being coached well at training every week by someone who I really trust to you know handle the keepers correctly. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to see just how good Caden can get with with Ron's help. Can's another yeah. one. Can Miller, he, he's I I really like the look of him from what I've seen. Um, watched him in the in the Rock Lee's game. Just be like before all the all the the take you know the the change, and then watched him in the eight aside league. He was he was gritty, got stuck in, pacey. Watched him yesterday for for the reserves. Who would you play again? Oops, Stoke side, right? Stoke and, um, side, yeah. He he scored a lovely goal, but his, his battle, his work rate. He's he's another one I'm looking forward to working with closely. Um. Yeah, like, like like we've said, fitness is the only thing which we've which we've identified as not being at the level what what we'd expect certainly at this this time in the season. Um, so yeah, once you know, once we're on top of the fitness, the yeah, we we just want to climb that table and put everything in place for next season, like we said. Yeah, so we we kind of touched on targets a lot, but I think just to make it like crystal clear for for the first team lads and potential first team lads um at the club this season what are your your sort of your targets that you've got for for the rest of this season i know you've mentioned fitness you you've sort of already started that you know build build uh, a set of points to get yourself at the table but is there are there any more targets that you want to sort of outlay and and present to to the club and the listeners not overly, and I don't mean you know I don't mean that it, as in I'm not giving it some thought. It, it's a case of it, it's not broken, so it doesn't need fixing. To, you know, to use an analogy, I always think in in it's, it's well, I always think it's good to think in short term, medium, mid term, and long term targets. The short term target is easy. Like you, you know, it'd be easy to look at a club in the current league position and think that confidence was at an all time low or. You know that the team just has no togetherness. That there, those aren't issues. Those really aren't. It's just about getting points on the board now. So the short-term target for me, stay in the league bare minimum. But like I say, we what we want to be working our way up to, up to the mid top half of the table. That's the short-term target. The mid-term target, again, looking at next season, we want to be getting promoted, getting promoted to the county, and go on a cut run. And by run, I mean win. Next season, we want to we want to be a, a winning machine. Um, 
and then the longer term target is you know not just establish establish the club at county level but look beyond just just see how far we can take it but you, you know we're a long way off thinking about that in a moment you have to it's good to think long term but you have to act short term so the short term plan yeah stay in the league work our way up that league and build a build a foundation for next season do you agree Ron? Yeah definitely um, you know like I said earlier I've for me, a target of staying in the league is is not good enough. Um, I think we'll be we'll we'll be doing that. I think that'd be fairly easy. Um, like I said, I, my target, and I, I I think it's it's easy just to kind of make a target based on league positioning results. But ultimately, my target is to make the boys believe in themselves and to get them playing good football. Um, end the season well, see how well, see how far the table we can get this season, and then. Like you just said, then get go into next season full of confidence and hit the ground running. That's my target. My target is to to build that base and build that confidence. And like Georgie said, there's not there's not much we need to change, there's not much we need to work on. Tom and Matt have done a fantastic job getting to the getting the club to where it is. Um and like 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 Trudy said a few times, it, the, the current league position doesn't doesn't tell the full truth. So I think that's easily remedied. We're going to remedy that in the, in the coming weeks and then for the rest of the season, we'll just kick on and see what we can do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds good. Like, like you say, I agree. The, the club isn't in need of a massive turnaround behind the scenes. It's just it's just that 90 minutes in it. And, and I think I think the boys are more than more than able to to react to what you got what you guys put in in the week and the build-up to a game and out there, out there on the pitch, I think they're more than able to to go out and, and get some get some points on the board, get a, get a win under their belt, and then I think it, the points will flow for that first team. I think it's crucial as well, you know, to use an old football cliche, we've got to take it one game at a time. Like the, the, the next game, Eastern Cowboys, all focus has just got to be on that game, not, not the game after it or the game after it. Week by week, game by game, that is where our attention lies. And that is where our full focus is on on getting those three points each week. Hmm. Yeah, I think the thing we need to we need to sort of go in our favour as well. You know, luck always helps, but I think for us at the moment, we just want to concentrate on getting games on. The last yeah. thing you you want is preparing for that big game on the Saturday and then it getting cold. So that'd be it'd be nice if we could get a bit of sunshine or at least a little bit less rain, so we can get games yeah. on. Yeah, that's it. But the you know, yeah, it's frustrating. We want we want the games to go. Last weekend, I was so frustrated. I had a hell of a, hell of a squad, um, so it was, it was devastating for the the game to get called off. But what taking the positive from it, it's given us another couple of weeks to get even fitter mm. and hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah timing wise, it's, it's been pretty good for us because it's almost like it's almost given us like a little mini pre season. Um, so I, I I was I, I said to Trutchy last week when when that game what would have been obviously our first game back I was kind of hoping in the back of my head it would it would get called off anyway just purely because it gives us another few weeks to 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 get the fitness levels up to get the boys playing what we sort of doing what we want them to do um, and yeah it, it gives us that that kind of mini preseason and I know that obviously all the other teams have got it as well but for us I think it's gonna it's gonna be a massive help. Um, and I think it, it will mean that we go into our first game next weekend 
with two, three weeks with the lads, working on their fitness, working on their gameplay and, and, and hopefully hitting the ground running. No, massive. Right, on to the, probably the, the favourite part of the podcast for, well, I, I love it. It's the favourite 11. So without further ado, we'll just say, crack on. What is your, your favourite 11 that you have worked with in the last few years? Yeah, this, 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 I'm, I, I, I'm excited by this because, you know, when I did my podcast, I think it was the first one, the, the first podcast I did my favourite 11 you know, who I've played with, this this is different. Me, me and Ron have, you know, the last couple of seasons, at the end of the season, we've picked our team of the year. And going off memory, I'm sure, Ron, we had we, we pretty much agreed on the 11, like, there and then on the podcast, didn't we? Yeah, if, if I remember rightly, there might, have been, there might have been one personnel change and maybe the same couple of people, but in slightly different positions. Yeah, um, but yeah. Other than that, it was pretty much spot on. I think the end of, end of last season that was the case that we we had one or two minor tweaks, but then the the season before our, our eleven picks itself. So the, the remit we were given was, you know, since we first came back to the club, you know, what was it three three years ago? Just the fate our favorite eleven that we've enjoyed working with the most. Um, just it's it's tricky. But, well, I suppose we better start with the keeper, aren't we, Ron? Best place to start. Best. Hardest what position for, on the pitch. Need to get out of the way. <laughs> what formation four. are you playing, Trutch? I'm going 4 3 3, Ron. Oh, always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go on then, goalkeeper. So, so I, I've, got, I've, I've got two, two in mind. And I, I know what's going to happen. Ron, Ron won't pick himself. <laughs> and we'll and we'll agree on the other one. So I mean, Ron, Ron for me, and and like I say, for me personally now was fantastic when we won the the lockdown mini league, um, a big part of of that success. For for me, it was a real safe pair of hands in between the sticks, which you can't buy at this level of football. Um, so you could buy you could buy me. I'd quite <laughs> quite happily tell myself, <laughs> but um. Uh, yeah, another another good young keeper who I've who I enjoyed working with was Ben McCarthy. Um, so I, I'd be happy to go with either one of them. I doubt Ron will pick himself. He might. What yeah. do you reckon? I, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to put myself in there. Um, I mean, obviously, on my day, still a fantastic keeper. Um, yeah, almost single-handedly won us that lockdown lockdown tournament. Um, you know, a couple of assists, a couple of clean sheets. You know, just a steady head, keeping the ship steady. Um, I, I think if it wasn't for me, we would have, we probably would have come bottom of that that league. Oh my um, god! <laughs> but yeah, we're, 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 as bad we're, as Mister Sexy or whatever Trotty called himself earlier. Sexy well, one, because everyone knows what I was saying is true. Um, and apart from that goal where Lewis jumped instead of standing still and the ball went through his legs and underneath me, um, I, I made some vital and crucial saves as well. But um, other than that. I must say, I, I think for me, you've got to put Ben in there. Um, it, like I said earlier, it breaks my, it absolutely breaks my heart that as good as Ben is at football, he don't like football. So he was kind of giving it a go and he was playing and he was doing this, that and the other, but it, ultimately, 
and I didn't blame him. You know, I, I've I've retired more times in I've had hot dinners. You know what I mean? Because I just fall out of love with it. A few weeks later, I want to play again. But for Ben, he genuinely didn't want to play anymore, and and he's he's made the decision to stop playing, and it it breaks my heart because what a keeper he could have been. Um, just young, fit, strong, agile. Just he he's just everything you want in a keeper, and with how good he was at what was he nineteen twenty. Yeah, when he was first in keeper, you know, and he'd be better each week, wouldn't he? Yeah, and you, you think if he'd have stuck with it now, what, what's he now? 20, 21, 22, something like that. Yeah, something like you that. You know, he's mm. for a keep for a keeper. He's he, you know he's he's young. He's a baby, but I I'd say hands down better keeper than me. And sort of what he the keeper he could have gone on to be is scary. I think I think he could have played mm. at a very 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 high level. Um, and it's just such a shame that he, he didn't like football. Yeah. The, well, that's the thing that makes it even ben. the thing that makes it even more crazy with Ben was he had, he had a, a horrific injury um, before in the season before he came back, and then ended up leaving the first team and leaving the club. But he came back from that horrific injury, and he he almost didn't seem to to miss a beat. He came back, he still had confidence. He. he he came back fit. He's a fit kiddie anyway. Um, it was it was crazy. I'd imagine in the in the scenario where he picked up his injury, there'd be a bit of nervousness about coming and collecting the ball or diving at someone's feet or getting involved in a challenge. Whereas he, he didn't. He he just cracked on with it, and that impressed me a lot when I when he came back. Yeah, for me, I I think ultimately it was, you know, as bad as the injury itself was, obviously. It was it was bad. It was a broken ankle, wasn't it, or something? So as bad as that was on its own, I think it was probably that that even though when he came back, he he came back into the fold seamlessly. It was probably that time away from football which made him think. Do you know what? Actually, I mm. I don't. I you know he got his weekends back. He was doing whatever he wanted to do, and you know then coming back and losing those weekends again. Ultimately, as bad as his ankle break was for him, I think it made it ten times worse for us that. I think it was probably off the back of that that we lost him full time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's our keeper nailed on then. Ben McCarthy and goal. What should we start? Right back. I'll tell you what, right back. If you've picked anyone other than what I'm thinking, Ron, you're not my assistant anymore. It's just me and Matt. I picked Mark Cooper there. I put my Mark Cooper there. <laughs> Cheers, boys. I'll see you later. All the best. No, it's always it's Mr. Reliable, isn't it? Um I I think you could have so many shout outs here. Um you know, I think a lot of times last season when Lewis played there, he was fantastic there. Um and there there, there are bound to be others, but just to keep the podcast short, I'll go Mr. Reliable for me. It's gotta be it's gotta be Cully, isn't it? Yeah. Mr. James Cullerford, my boy. Mr. Reliable, Mr. Steady, nothing fancy. Eight, seven, eight out of ten each week. Mr. Consistent, Mr. Professional. Oh, yeah. Colourford right back. Need we say yeah. more? Easy, simple nope. for me. Don't, don't, don't need anything else. What should we work our way across the back for or go to left back? Uh, let's, go, let's go across the left back. Because I think back. this was possibly... I think this is possibly where we had the difference last year, wasn't it? I think maybe. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I think that yeah, there was a player that I had it 
left back, which you had at centre back, maybe. Yeah, 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 it was. So, what's your what's your thoughts now? Talking about um, our favourite that we've worked with at left back. Um, for me, yeah, I think I think I did have him at centre back, but I'm going to put him in at left back, and it's I'm I'm glad that the Nick Wands things happened because we took him with us and we put him at left back. He's played there before, I know that, but we we kind of used him more of a centre half, didn't we, for most of the time, and he he filled in at left back. But Carl Rogers for me, um, you know, the times we've used him there at West Six and taken him across to, to Nick Wands. Thankfully, he's come back with us, but Carl Rogers has got to go in there for me. Um, I, I, I completely, yeah, that, that's who I've got down. So we're three out of three so far. Yeah, he, he's just he's just so composed, and and I think it, it helps now that he's got himself fit. He's he's dropped a lot of weight, got himself really fit, yeah. and he just looks he just looks like an absolute baller back at left back. Um, yeah, brilliant player. For me, special mentions at, at left back. Sussex, I've always liked working with at fullback. Yion, good player. A, a, a re- another one close to my heart, Mikey. Mikey Tremlett. Yeah. Just yeah. A, a nice kitty, good left back, scored goals. But yeah, for, for me, oh, yeah, I, I went with Callum at, at left back. Um, yeah. Our, our, and know, our, our first sign in since returning to Wessex as well. You know, I spoke to him on the phone. I said, uh, I, you, you once told me, Cal, you'll follow me anywhere. And, and he said, yeah, go on, where are we going? And I said, we're going back to Wessex, Cal. And he just went, yeah, sound, count me in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and for me, if you know, if, if we were going to shift him into, into centre-back, I mean, you just mentioned him there, Mikey. Um, I, I, I'd have to put him there. I, for me, the only, only drawback with Mikey was, I think, because of the way that we like to play with a flat-back four, mm. he's almost... Too attacking. He's he's a he's a full back wing back, and then you know on the times where we put him up in on left wing instead to move a bit forward further forward, he wasn't quite snappy enough to play as a winger. So I think Mike would be apps if we were playing a three five two or a five three two, however you want to word it. I think Mike would be nailed on for my left wing back. Yeah, definitely. But as we're going flat back four, it is it's got to be Cal. Yeah. What about centre back pairing then? Um, so for me, the, the first one that's got to go in there is is um, is the big man himself, Seth. Yeah. Just a, a all, firstly, an all round top bloke, um, and then when he when he came into Wessex last season, um, I think centre half was one of those was one of those funny positions where we only seem to have, you know, through the three teams, we only seem to have four centre halves, and we yeah. never really got settled a settled defence and, and Steph came into the heart of that defence and well not looked back since he's he, absolutely superb from day one yeah he, he just became part of the leadership group within within the team for us in the reserves didn't he so yeah I, I, yeah, I agree I, I, I've got I've got Steph in there as one of my centre backs and I put money on you guessing you, you picking the same partner for him as me and that's that's Hayden Hayden Lee yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just I'll let you do this one. Oh, he's just—he's just a monster, and he's—he's just—you know—he's strong. He reads the danger. He talks. He's a leader. Yeah, just brilliant. 
Absolutely yeah. I'll tell you who was in my thoughts, though. Harry Greenland. I enjoyed working with Harry. Yeah, I, I think uh, that was just a shame that he, again, a bit, a bit like Ben, he kind of, he, did, he fell out of love with football a little bit, didn't he? And we didn't really get to work with him very much. But, you know, he was a good player, fantastic player, good, great header of the ball, bit of a leader. Um, and yeah, I would have liked to see more of him, more of him but, you know, as, so, as, as, we, as for hate. Yeah, I mean, we only As we hate, hate, he kind of, um, go on, go on, go on. Sorry, it's a bit of a bit of a lag in there. I, I was just going to say we didn't we didn't have the luxury of having Hayden and Steph together for long as a partnership. But no, and and that was what I was just going to say. I I think they probably only played a handful of games together. But I think why you'd first of all individually you put them both there anyway. But why I why I'd put them there as a pair is because they're literally you look at them they're they're almost the perfect centre half pair, and you have got. Steph, who's the big, strong, tall, in-your-face, vicious, aggressive kind of centre-half, who, you know, jumps into challenges and ain't afraid to back down and all, all of the rest of it and get, wins their head. And then you've got Hayden, who's that calm, sort of good on the ball, intelligent, sort of commanding centre-half. And together, I think they, they, they literally, for me, it's the perfect centre-half pairing. I mean, I mean, last last season, Steph and Callum, the first half of the season, had a really good centre back partnership. They and they really enjoyed. They, they struck up a friendship, Steph and Cal, just just from based on a, a really good centre half partnership. But then when Hayden came to the club, it was obvious that you know we had to get him in, um, and with Callum's versatility of being able to play at left back, it was just a no brainer to get him in for a few games. But we we always knew he'd end up at, at the first team, second half of the half of the season, and rightly so. He's yeah. fantastic. Probably, probably for me, Hayden, probably the best centre half I've ever worked with. Yeah, he's up there. I, definitely, I, I, I'd go out and say that. So, well, so far we've yeah we've we've picked the same goalkeeper and back four. Um, what are we doing in the midfield? Having one holding, two slightly forward, or have you got two holders? One in a ten. Um, I can't remember what he put now. So I, I've gone with a with a holding midfielder, and then like two eights next to him. You, you CDM your first one then, Trutch. So I I'm going for. So I brought him into the club. He since became a massive part of the club. Your assistant, oops. Um, he was captain for me in the reserves. Um, the 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 for me in in our first season when we won the lockdown league, the perfect captain. He really was. He he led led for example, and that's Mister Lewis Berry. What's yeah. Your from? Yeah. I I literally I've just found found my team now. I think I I think we're probably going to end up with the same three. My only tweak would be I wouldn't I wouldn't be playing him as a. As a holding, I'd have kind of two number eights and a number ten, but I'm pretty sure we've got the same. We have got the same players, but yeah, Lewis for me just again he was he was our skipper last season, um, just because for his leadership qualities and and the way he plays the game, he's he's all or nothing. He's one of those, you know, he, he ain't gonna turn if if you're gonna turn up just for a lap, he ain't gonna turn up because he wants to turn up to win. Yeah. And when he's there, he puts his he puts his heart and soul into it. And I, I think, you know, 
I said it then, you know, when we were talking about Cully, Lewis played a lot of last season for us at right back and done superbly well. And I think through most of his footballing life, he has played at right back. But he just did a fantastic job for us in midfield when we needed him there. And all in all, yeah, he goes in there as a, as a, I, I, like I said, I'd be going kind of two, two, two in the middle with one just in front. And I'd kind of be putting Lewis in there in that two as a, as the defensive option out of the two. But yeah, Lewis for me all day. Yeah. So what, so what I had, like I say, I had Lewis as a six and then two eights. One of my, eight, I, I'm, I'm, one of my eights, I haven't fully decided on yet. But the other one, I reckon you'll agree with, and that's Nath Price. Nath Price is in there. He's in there, but he's my he's number ten for me. He's yeah. he's he's sitting slightly in front of my two my two kind of bulldogs in midfield. Nath Price is sitting just ahead of him behind the striker. Because I think for me, you put him in that that half space between the striker and the centre half. He, yeah, I mean he's just magic, and he? he's absolute magic. I mean, for for me, look, look that's. You know me. I, I I almost play with a two-one when we're in possession and when we're attacking, and then it and then it it drops back into a you know like a four-three-three when we're when we're defending. But and and Nath Price for me is almost he, he's just perfect for me in that position. He was a breath of fresh air when you're attacking, and he, he pops into that number ten. His technique and his vision, his touch, the positions he gets himself in for for goal scoring, he's second to none. But then he also has that that work rate and that tenacity and grit to get back and get stuck in as well he, he was a breath of fresh air for me when he came to the club last season yeah yeah definitely and I, I think it, it took it took a couple of games for him to kind of really shine through um, I, know, I know he played his first few games kind of a bit wider but as soon as we got him up through that middle it just yeah. it just made a hell of a difference hell of a difference yeah so we're still in full agreement now see my other midfield my other number eight, I mean, so many names, Del Shepard, Pete Lucas, Connor Collins, Matt Faulkner, Jack Burgess, Alex Fatio was, was brilliant for us. I've, I've narrowed it down to two here and I'm hoping that my two is one of yours. So I've narrowed it down to Pete Lucas and Jack Burgess. Yeah, so or one of them. I, 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 I love them both. Um, I think again, is and and you know you mentioned all those centre midfielders. We we're, we're we're kind of not putting in there, but you you know you're missing out the likes of Dibble and Sharkey and people like that as well. And yeah. and Sonny and all Sorry. these other players. There's so many you could put in there. Charlie Cantson, another one. Yeah. Um, but for me, sitting alongside Mister Berry would be uh, Mr. Burgess. Um, it's such a shame that he, he didn't didn't have longer at the club, but I think it was even during the, the lockdown league, um, we were really, really struggling in midfield. And, you know, he was kind of on and on about whatever he wanted to play. We got him just to come and play a couple of games in the in the lockdown league. And I, I think ultimately it was a, a massive, a massive pointer into to winning that tournament was, was him playing because he just, he just took it, yeah. took it with both hands, and, and and just made it kind of just made that midfield complete. So for me, and and again, Pete Lucas is another brilliant player, and it, again, he played in a lot of different positions for us. I think he played out on the wing a few times, played as a number ten, 
you know, and, and did well in that centre midfield role as well. But for me, it's, it's Jack Burgess for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll go a lot. Like I say, I was I was undecided, but yeah, the fact that you've gone with Jack, I, I'll, I'll definitely go with Jack as well. Just kept things ticking over in the middle of the park, didn't he? Yeah, he was another one that had that knack for just popping up in the box and getting on a rebound as well. Yeah, it was all, and it was almost so nonchalant of him. It, it, it was almost like he weren't trying, but he just yeah. he was everywhere. He, yeah. he he wouldn't be looking to be doing a lot, and then all of a sudden he's at the other end of the pitch. It, it just just came so naturally to him, and I think him and him and Lewis together, and I think him and Lewis played together as well previously, and I think that's what that's why I would put those two in there. Is kind of still kind of Lewis is a six and and Bridges is an eight, but more side on to each other than Lewis behind. Yeah. So I think their games just complement each other. And I think when Jack goes, Lewis knows to stick in and, and they just, you know, you know what I mean? They've got that kind of, that connection with each other, which just makes it a, a brilliant partnership in my eyes. Yeah. agree. So yeah, we've, we've settled on the same midfield three then, haven't we as well? Yeah. Lewis, Nave Price, and Jack Burgess. Yeah, that's, um, that's the, that 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 for me could could easily play in 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 the division we're going into. And again, that that is then looking past the likes of Dibble and Sully and and yeah. Sharky. So it's it's kind of a bit of an embarrassment of riches in that position for us. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Wingers, see, I've I've gone with a bit of a cheat. So on, on my right wing, I've got Tom, Tom Trimble. You know, we, he shouldn't have played as many games for me as he did, but we, we were in such dire need of wingers that, you know, whenever I went the first team game, it was a no-brainer. Was, yeah, we'll play Tom. And, you know, he, I mean, he was absolutely exceptional in, in the lockdown league final. Scored, was it two or three goals? I can't remember now. I know. I know when we went one 0 we went one 0 down, didn't we? And then I yeah. remember. He, I think I'm sure he got the equaliser. He picked up the ball, sort of on the halfway line, and just jinked past two or three players and just shot oh, it in the bottom corner. It, yeah. He just always had a knack of when we were struggling in games. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Was it we were playing up in um, a Pont Frio last season? It was nil yeah. nil with a couple of minutes to go, and he he came on, and it just. He just, I think he, that was probably one of the worst goals he's ever scored. It was just smashed along the along the six-yard box. I think it more hit him than it went in, but, you know, he, he was in the right place. He just had that knack of popping up and yeah, doing he's, the ugly stuff, but also doing it doing it skillfully as well. Yeah. I had to have him in there for the amount of goals he, you know, scored and created when, when he played for us. Yeah, um, was, was, he in, was he in your team? Yeah, as much as it pains me to say it, I ain't giving him any sort of praise. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's, he's got to be in there for me. He's got to be. Yeah. And on the on the other side, I'm quite confident you'll agree with me on this. Luke Bowden. Yeah, yeah. So so this is where it gets difficult for me these last couple of positions because I've kind of there's two completely different options I could go for, um, but I think you're right. With Bowden, so I'm, I'm putting Bowden in, um, just because of the difference he made in that first season in that lockdown league. Again, he was brilliant. He he yeah. comes up, pops up with assists. 
Um, you know, he's 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 forever listening. He's a forever learning. And again, he's a player that came came with us to Nick Bonds, and it didn't quite work out for him for him there like we would wanted it to. So he came to came, he came back to Wessex before us. Um, but yeah, he's 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 a fantastic player to have about and, and a good lad. Yeah, I I just think that our our first season back at Wessex doing the reserves, I, I thought he was brilliant. His contributions, you know, goals and assists. Yeah, yeah I, I, he, he was. Even at the start of the season, when we weren't doing overly well, he was, you know, he was a, he was a standout for us. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, definitely. That's that's ten out of ten so far. We've agreed on. Yeah, and I, I, I'm pretty sure there's only one op- one. There's not only one option at that point. I'm sure we, we're not going to uh, leave the big man out, are we? We're going to go for the same one at the top. I reckon. Oh, oh thanks, lads. You say the big man. <laughs> you say the big man. I, I reckon- <laughs> You might have gone for someone different here. No, so, he's got a big head. Nothing else about him big, just a big head. Oh, yeah, I think you have chosen the same one as me then. So for, <laughs> for me, this this was really, really tough. If, if we were playing a 3-5-2, they're both in there, strikers. It was really, a really... Because Ollie Atwood, last season, was outstanding. From the moment he came in, in about November time, couldn't stop scoring, couldn't stop assisting. Big, strong, held the ball up, flicked it on, brought others into play. Ollie Atwood was superb. But maybe I'm, you know, I might be going with my heart a little bit here, but Jordan Evans in that lockdown league was fantastic for us. 85 yeah, when he went having a moment. But yeah, I, you know, there, there's a, I love Ollie the bits, love working with him. But George's just one of those, he's got like a, I don't know how, but he's got a place in my heart. He's like he's like me little stepson. He's a he's the biggest pain in the bum you could ever imagine. But you can't help but love him and like him. And you know, on his day, he's he's a he's a brilliant striker. So yeah, that's I, I've just gone for George. Yeah, he's he's in there for me as well. And I think that the the biggest the biggest kind of demonstration of how annoyingly brilliant he is sometimes was that game where you you phoned me a couple of hours before and you were in hospital weren't you so I had to take the game down in the lockdown league and I think I brought him off at half time just I think we were 2-0 down at half time had to change things up a little bit he was being Mr Negative so I took him off and that was it then it was like all hell all hell had broken loose he tucked his he took his top off he chucked it down and he was storming up and down the pitch up and down the sidelines and then we got about 2-1 and I looked over to the side and he's literally looking at me with his big puppy dog eyes He's going, sorry, Ron. Sorry, Ron. Sorry, it won't happen again, Ron. I've calmed down now, Ron. Kick back on. So we bring him on. A couple of minutes left. I think it was Bowden put a cross in. And it was. It looked like it was about two foot above his head. And it, no way in hell was he going to get there. And somehow, by hook or by crook, he just, his neck seemed to extend a couple of a couple of feet in the air. And he just he got his head to it and, and scored the equaliser. And ultimately, that point probably gone on to, to to win us that league. And it was just, it was such a contrast. And I think that's why we love him, but also hate him so much at the same time, because he threw his toys out of the pram like he'd never seen before. But it only took him a couple of minutes to calm down and realise that he was being, he was in the wrong. And then when he, as soon as he, he realised that, he came on and scored a, an absolutely amazing goal. So I think that's what you get from him. You, you've got to take the rough with the smooth. 
But ultimately, what he offers you on the pitch does outweigh what he, he does off the pitch sometimes. Yeah. I mean, George, George, George will know as well. We, we all know George's worst enemy is George. But 100%. Yeah. I, 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 I think I can get the best out of him. No, no doubt he'll have a moment or two. But yeah, if he does, he'll have to take the consequences on the chin. But yeah, I, I think, I think that this could be a, a turning. He's had a stop-start year and a half. You know, he he sacrificed himself going in the in goal for the first team when they needed it. Second half of last season, after injury, they you know he come back this season injured in the first game, ankle again, and. Yeah, now now's the time for him to kick on and really, really establish himself as that number nine in the first team. Yeah, oh yeah, I agree totally. Yeah, it's been a struggle. Yeah, I agree. It's been a struggle for Jordan this season. He's it's almost like he needs one to go in off of his backside, and then I think he'll he'll get a hatful and and he'll really, you know, take his game to the next level this season. He's just had a bit of rotten luck with with injury and form. But there's no doubt his quality. Yeah, well, he, I think he's he's had a bad couple of years, hasn't he? Injury wise, he's he's broke his ankle twice in the last couple of seasons. He's he's done whatever it is he's done this year. Um, so it hasn't been easy for him. And I, I think it's always they, it's always all... ankle whatever whatever he's done this season, Ron. It's always been the same. You know, it's always the same the same ankle, the same issue that's never really felt like it's recovered and he's never you know what George like he's he's always he's like constantly emotionally even when he was in goal um he just he, he doesn't give it time to rest yeah and I think that's I think that's one of the things he needs to he needs to work on is is you know when when there are times when he's saying he wants to play and, and we're telling him you ain't ready it's not because we don't think he's good enough to play because he'll always be good enough to play but you know, we we've got as managers and coaches and stuff, we've got to think about his welfare. And you know, if we bring him back too early, same with Tom at the moment. If Tom comes back too early and and hurts himself, we're stuffed then for the next however long. So it's 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 mm. he just there's just times when I think he just needs to calm down, let his body let his body recover because a a fit and fire injured is so much better both on and off the pitch. To an injured, whiny, unfit George. If that makes sense. Yeah. Ron, we're eleven for eleven here. We didn't even need to discuss it. Easy. No, we didn't discuss it at all, did we? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, apart from the last hour or so, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> quick, oh I'm gonna rattle off my seven man bench. Oh seven, seven man, man bench. bench. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna go into because it's ones that we've we've all Discussed or touched on, so I'm gonna have big running goal. Off that, um, get off that fence, mate. You'll get a splinter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have big Ron, subkeeper, Yoyan Janssen, Mikey Tremlett, Connor Collins, Pete Lucas, Alex Fatio, and Ollie Atwood. What a bench! Yeah, yeah, no, I can't disagree. And I'm just trying to think then if there's anybody else. Well, it's like it Matt Faulkner misses out somehow. Del Sheps. Oh, the, the, yeah. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's some quality players there. There's some quality players that have missed out. But I mean, ultimately, it's it's, it's that, I think that just proves that it's 
there's such a good group of lads, a good group of players available, you know, and that's this is just players that have mainly played enough for the reserves. You look at the players, like the first team players that have only picked up a handful of appearances, like like Sharkey, Dibble, Matt, you know, the, the amount of talent at the club is scary sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's our um that's our team oops. So do you wanna do you wanna recap it for us, Trutch? Just just to go over the last over your eleven. We don't need to go over the honourable mentions, just just your yeah. eleven. I, I've been I've been well I had it scribbled down and I've just ticked it off as as me and Ron have gone through it. So Ben McCarthy in goal, James Culliford right back, Callum Rogers left back, Hayden Lee and Stefan Spell centre back. Midfield three, Lewis Berry, Jack Burgess and Nave Price. Right wing, Tom Trimble. Left wing, Luke Bowden. Up top, Jordan Evans. Yeah, that, that, that's a whopping 11, isn't it? Very, very yeah. good. If you could get that in the first team this season, you'd be happy, wouldn't you? Well, there's, there's, there's plenty of others, you know, of, of the same ability in the first team as well currently. You know what? Oh yeah, this, for sure. It, you know this isn't the the best eleven by any means. What we it's, it's the ones that you know almost what have been closest to our hearts that, we, that we've worked closely with, and have served us well over the last couple of years. So yeah, no, that's brilliant. Well done, boys. Good eleven. That. Well, thank that's it. That that that's the end of the podcast. So thank you for for coming back on the podcast. Obviously, Trotty, you've spent a lot of years hosting it or a lot of episodes hosting it. You could tell when you were prompting me to go on to the next question, even though that was <laughs> literally the next thing that was going to come out of my mouth. Well, tell so, that um, to your long, long silences. podcast, didn't it? You've got to give silences. You've got to have, you know, not long silences, but enough just to, to allow the, the conversation to, to what's just been said, aren't you? In the industry, we call that dead air. Yeah, okay. What industry is that? Um, so obviously, goes away saying, welcome back to, to Wessex, the club that we all love. Um, and I think it goes away saying as well, we wish you the best for the rest of the season. Um, and no doubt, we'll, you'll be back on the podcast pretty what, soon, what, filling up Trotty, that did dead you, air. Trotty, did you hear that? That was the reserve team manager wishing us luck. Christ. Oh, that's that's God. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> what a breath of fresh air this is. Boom, boom. That's a that's an inside joke that literally everybody listening won't get. Um, but at least you two I entertain think, yourselves think, for, for that 15 I think, seconds. I think I think people will understand what we're talking about. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but um yeah. I want to. I want to give just before we close off the podcast a, a huge thanks to our club sponsor Continuum for the continued support of this great football club. Um, without sponsorship um, over the course of a season, a club like ours just isn't able to carry on as it is. So a big thanks to Rich Higgs. Um, and finally, uh, we want to raise uh, awareness of an upcoming charity match for our our friend. All three three of us have played with Scotty Scotty Harrison. Um, and we, we recently did a podcast with Scotty to discuss the upcoming charity match. Um, for those of you who don't know, Scotty was involved uh, in a hit and run uh, before just before Christmas. Thankfully, he's on the mend, but there's still a long way to go for Scotty. Um, so we're doing a fundraiser um, for Scotty. He's currently out of work and we don't know when he'll get back to it. Um, so 
uh, ex-Wessex players and a lot of Scottish uh, friends over the years are, are hosting a charity match at Lotley Sports Centre on the 5th of February, um, kick off at 3pm. Um, but please get there before. I think we'll be in the bar before and after um, to help raise a bit of money. All donations um, via a GoFundMe link, which will be in the description of the podcast, and any cash raised on the day through um, raffle and things like that will all go directly to Scotty Harrison. Um, so, yeah, all of support so far and any support going forward is always massively appreciated. So, yeah, um, thank you very much, Ron and Trutch, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. Speak to you later.